Welcome to New Catholic Church. You're listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Daryl Finchley. Chris came back from the pastoral conference and was telling me about some of the the transitions that didn't work and they'd gone back to former pastors and stuff. And I said, that ain't happening. <laughs> but let me tell you this. Let me just say this. I am so honored to serve alongside a man of God like Chris Valdez, who is our senior pastor. And he has incredible leadership and, and um, is, is literally taking, God is using him to take New Covenant to a new level. And I hope that you'll be a part and get involved in that. And uh, thank you for all the volunteers. Let me give you two uh, prayer requests in the next this week for you to pray for. Pat Justice is having his knee replaced tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, pray for Pat. And then uh, Ed Lilly is having a biopsy done this week on Wednesday. Would you pray for Ed? In fact, let's pray for them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Pat, for Ed, for all the others that are having uh, physical needs, whatever needs going on right now, Lord, we're asking you to show yourself mighty. Lord, touch them in a way that only you can. Heal their bodies, bring them back to the full creative order that you purpose them to be. And Lord, may they serve your kingdom to full stature in all of their purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let me invite you to turn to Second Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17. We're going to look at that in a few moments. But uh, we're in this series called Identity. Answering three questions. Who are you? Why are you here? And where are you headed? Where are you going? I have a picture up here. A picture. It's called deoxyribonucleic acid. I've been practicing that all week. It's, you probably heard the term a million times. You know it in its abbreviated form, DNA. DNA. DNA is a nucleic acid that contains the genetic instructions used in the development and functioning of all known living organisms. Are you impressed? I can search the internet too. DNA is often compared to a set of blueprints or building blocks of life. DNA, that picture up there, is a a, a long fiber like a hair, only thinner and longer. It's made up of two strands that stick together with a slight twist. And if the DNA strands in your body this morning were stretched out, they would be about 500 million miles long. There are so many millions of base pairs in each person's DNA that every person has a different sequence. Now, I I know this is gross, but this is what came to mind as I was reading all of this. You know, when they test for DNA, they take a cotton swab and they swab your saliva. And then they do the DNA test. And I'm just thinking, the next time I spit, there I go. All the DNA, I told you it's crude, I know it's not, but that's how sometimes my mind works. You received your DNA from your parents, 
The DNA, that genetic code, as it's called, is passed through the sperm and egg to the offspring. A single sperm cell contains about three billion bases in a well-defined sequence along the strand of DNA. Each egg from the female also contains three billion bases Very similar, but not identical to the sperm. And so when the two come together and a child is conceived, 23 chromosomes from its mother and 23 chromosomes from its father contain and create a brand new DNA that makes that person absolutely unique, though connected. Simply, your DNA is what makes you, you. From eye color to height to health, our physical characteristics are determined by the tiny strands of this directive genetic code. And we are governed in part by our DNA, even though we're not even aware of it. You say, well, preacher, what in the world does that have to do with anything on Sunday morning? Your DNA has everything to do with who you are. It's your identity. Think about this. When Gabriel appeared to the Virgin Mary, he said that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and the power of the highest would overshadow her and she would conceive and bear a son and you were to call his name Jesus, the Son of God. And she responded to that word from an angel With, let it be to me according to your word. So Jesus had Mary's DNA and God the Father's DNA. Jesus had 23 chromosomes from Mary and 23 chromosomes from God. Okay. What does that have to do with us? What if when you are born again, you receive God the Father's DNA? Yeah, right. Do you think that would change the way you think about yourself if you thought that when you come to be born again... That now there is literally the DNA of God, the Father, alive in me. Now, I know Scripture doesn't say anywhere that when you are born again that you receive the DNA. Scripture doesn't talk about DNA that way. But I think... If you'll follow with me this morning, I want you to walk out of here this morning realizing that you are a whole new creature in Christ Jesus. Two you are. So, Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 15, 22, it's going to be on the screen, For as in Adam all die... Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. Everyone who descended from Adam, you got your DNA from your parents. When you were born, you could trace your DNA back all the way back to Adam. Everyone who descended from Adam was begotten or born with that DNA 
fallen DNA. I don't want to say it that way. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, 3, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And most of us are like Nicodemus. We don't have a clue to what Jesus is talking about. Born again. How can you enter your mother's womb and be born when you're old? The key word here is born. Now, when we think of born, we think of birth. Right? Born, birthed. The Bible word, the, Jew, the Greek word here is ganeo. The word literally means begotten. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Begotten. Now, it includes, if you want to see it, it, it includes the, the idea of birth. But, but the word born here is specific. Begotten. And here's the thing. Women conceive and bear children. Men beget children. And I'm so glad. Ladies, thank you. I don't know of a single man that has ever bore or or delivered children. Again, thank you, ladies. But men beget. The word here is used... Beget, to be born from above is to be begotten of God. You were in Adam by being begotten on earth. You are in Christ by being begotten from above or of God. Let me show it to you in Scripture. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23 says, Being born again, begotten again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The word seed in English could be translated sperm. When we were born again, we were not birthed from a corruptible sperm, but incorruptible. The message says it this way. Your new life is not like your old life. Your old birth came from a mortal sperm, but your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think, a life conceived by God himself. God's living word is not the Bible. God's living word is Jesus Christ. Now, that brings us to the point of the whole message. You are a new creature. Now, some of you, you know there it is a creature sitting beside you. What you want you to realize is they, that they are a new creature. Second Corinthians 5.17, we got there. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, I want you to hear me. What I, what I am dis, determined to get across to you is that Christianity, you being born again, you being a believer in Jesus Christ, is not a religion. It is a relationship, a union with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. A Christian is not simply a person who gets forgiven 
Or who gets to go to heaven instead of hell? Or who turned over a new leaf of religious dedication or commitment? A Christian, a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ is a person who has become someone he was not before. A new creature. A new creation. The word translated new creation is kainos katissis. Kainos meanings new in kind, unheard of, not known before. The best, I think the best is something that has come into being that was not present before. Katissis means causing to exist that which did not exist before. So literally when you trust Jesus Christ... You become someone, not somebody that's been improved or reformed or altered for the better. You become a new creation, a new creature. Your parents gave you a flesh birth. You became somebody. When my, I, I shared with you last week about my birth. My parents gave me my flesh birth. I became somebody. They named me. I, when I received Christ, I was begotten from above. I became a new creature. I became a spiritually alive being. One translator described it as a new kind of species. You knew I was different. A new species. But that's who you are too. It's like that mankind was, is one genus of our family, but something happens to cause them to separate it into two species in the same genus, family. The separation is not genetics, but a creative spiritual work. It is a fundamental change in human nature. So great a change that this new species is in the world, but no longer of it. And becomes a partaker in the divine nature of God. According to Scripture. There's a new you. Fundamentally. Spiritually. New. You may weigh the same, you may look the same, you may feel the same. Sometimes you may act the same, but you are not the same. Don't water it down. Yeah, preacher, I know that I have a new nature and that I'm now included in Christ. He's clothed me with His right. It has nothing to do with what you have. I'm not talking about what you have. I'm talking about who you are. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. It's not a religious talk. It's creative talk. It is biblical talk. You are someone you've never been before. Oh, I'm a believer. No, you're a new creature. The reason I'm saying that is because sometimes I think we have been told a bill of goods... That, well, that's just the way I am. No, that's the way you were. Look at that verse again. Old things have passed away. The word old here means original. The things that were in the past, of a past age, of a past duration. Those things have passed away. They're rendered inoperative. They no longer have authority in your life. Any habit you had before you came to Christ, has the power of it has been broken. 
any sin you've committed or held you in bondage, passed down through generations, when you come to Christ, God literally recreates you. You become something you were never before. That thing is broke off. It has no power authority except what you give it. You're a new creature. Behold, all things have become new. Literally, the new has come. I have a new freedom. Sin no longer has authority in my life. Now listen to me. I can sin. I do sin. But now I sin out of choice, not out of obligation. So when I sin, it's not because the devil made me do it. It's because he has no power over me anymore. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. If I sin now, it's because I choose to do it my way instead of God's way. I choose to do my thing instead of God's thing. That's not who I am. That's how I'm acting. You follow me? Why? Because I'm a new creature. Folks, listen to me. You want to break the power of sin? It's not about turning over a new leaf. It's not about making God's promises. It's not about trying harder. You want to turn over a new leaf? Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He breaks the power of sin in your life. You're a new creature. I want you to walk out of here knowing who you are, not what everybody's told you. I have a new loyalty. I once was loyal to sin. Now I've changed. I have changed. I have a new level of life. I don't just live for Him. He lives in me. In fact, He is my life. I'm the branch. He's the vine. You cut the branch off from the vine, you separate it from life. The life, the life of the branch is the same as the life of the vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine. You are the branches. And the Father is the husband. I'll spend the rest of my life discovering how to live as a new creature in Christ. But there's a qualification here. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ. If. Well, how does a person get into Christ? Now, I know immediately we've all been in the evangelical church long enough to know that, well, it's by faith. How many of you know that we use code words in Christianity? Faith, saved, righteous. We just have these code. We use these code words, but we absolutely don't know what they mean. Well, I'm saved by faith. Okay. What's faith? Well, it's believing. What's believing? Well, it's receiving. What's receiving? See, we all have these code words. What does it look like? What is it? What is it to, to, how do we get into this Christ where we become a new creation? I want to give you a verse. It's John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. You see, biblical faith is not just a mental assent to historical accuracy or theological orthodoxy. Faith is our receiving the redemptive and regenerative work of God in Christ Jesus. John 1, 12. As many as received him, Jesus, to them he, God, gave the right to become children, technon, offspring of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Two things I want you to see. How do I get into the, how do I get into Christ? What, do I have a part in this? Yes. Does God have a part in this? Yes. Which part's more important? Yes. Two things. I receive him 
And I believe him. I receive him. If any man be in Christ, uh, excuse me, as many as received him, lambano, it means to accept, to take, to receive. The tense of the Greek word here means that a moment in time, we make a volitional choice to receive and accept Jesus Christ. Now here's my picture. On July 6th, 1973, Connie Sue Bearden walked down an aisle of a church and accepted and received Daryl Feimster as her one and only loved husband. Okay? Now listen to me, and I want, to, I want to show you this, because I think this is important that you understand. Marriage is a picture of something more than just connection. It was a moment in time that she, by her own choice... And voice said, I will, when asked if she would take me to be her lawful wedded husband. She didn't hope so. She didn't try to. She didn't, she, she, she actually said, I will. She chose to respond, and with that response, everything about her changed. Her name changed. She now was known as wife instead of daughter. You understand? Everything she entered into, and we too became one flesh. There was a union that we entered into that was totally brand new. We entered into a new world called married life. It is a picture of the union God wants to have with you in a new creation, walking out the purposes of God in this world. That's why the devil hates marriage. Because of what it represents, what it pictures. Well, Connie could divorce you. No, she can't. I hold a gun to her head. Not really. You see, she received me. I gave myself to her. It's a done deal. Now, we've spent 46 years knowing how to live in that. You follow me? But when did she become a wife? On the day she received a husband. When did she become a mother? The day she gave birth to children. But she became everything changed. She will never again be Connie Sue Bearden. She's a themester through and through. You get the picture? Acceptance. I accept Jesus. It's not accept teaching. It's not following a, a thought. It's not accepting a religion. It's not entering into a religion. It's entering into a relationship with a person who is himself my Savior, my Lord, my Master. I accept Him. I believe in His name. Accept Him and believe in His name. Pistuisin eis onama. To consider, pistuison, it comes from the word pistuo, which means faith. It's to consider someone to be true and therefore worthy of one's trust. 
The best definition I have is I entrust myself to another in complete confidence. Connie accepted me, but she also believed in me. She entrusted herself to me, considering me worthy of her trust. And look at this next word, ice. Ice means into. I believe into His name. I commit myself. I completely entrust myself in complete confidence into the name of Jesus or the name of Christ. Into His name. Not just believe the facts about Him, but into Him. To invest the whole weight of my life upon it. His name. It refers to the totality of Christ's being. All that He is and does and says. Most people think that to become a Christian is I believe in His teachings. I'm going to follow His teachings. No, it means to completely trust in Christ, in who He is, which includes what He did and what He's promised. It's more than just a mental intellectual agreement. It's more than getting wet in a baptistry. And I, the baptistry identifies me with the person of Jesus Christ and my commitment and my trust in Him. How do I get in Christ? I accept and I believe in two. And look at that next, that verse. It says, and to them, to them, God gave the legitimate right and authority to come into being as the offspring or the children of God. Begotten, remember, not just birth, but begotten, conceived And produced, not of blood, not by heredity, nor of the will of the flesh, which is my own personal determination, nor of the will of man, which is the determination of somebody else, but of God. And that word of in the Greek is ek, and it means out of or out from. In other words, to those who accept and believe, to them... He gives legitimate power and authority to be known as the children, the offspring of God. Not by the will or not by heredity, not because my mother and daddy were, not by the power of my own decision. I didn't choose to be born. I was birthed. I didn't have anything to do with it. I was born not of my own determination nor the determination of anybody else, but out from God, God determined me to be His own. I'm a new creature. Wow. That's who I am. Now, I have a lot of things in Him, but who I am, my identity, is in Jesus Christ. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creature in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. We are God's work masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I am God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. You are God's creative work in Christ Jesus In order that you might do what God's always planned for you to do. Y'all going to get me shouting if you don't worry. Don't say thank you, Lord. 
I will tell you, you've got to understand, this is who you are. It's not what you do. It's not where... You see, most where you get your identity from controls your life. If your ability and your thought, if you think your wisdom gives you your identity, then what's going to happen when you have dementia? If that's where you got your identity, you're not going to have any identity without him. Now, why would I say that? Dementia runs in my family. If I get old and senile, I've already told my kids, just shoot me. I know where I'm going. Now, hear me. I I know that sounds a joke, but I want to tell you something. I am so convinced that if I lose my mind, it will not change who I am. Because who I am is in Christ Jesus. It's not going to change God's plan for me because my God's plan for me is in Christ Jesus. Now, I used to not say that because I was young and I had all these plans. I'm getting old. You know what old people talk about? The weather and dying. <laughs> or sickness, health. Is that true, old people? Yeah, the good old days. The good old days are right now because of who I am in Christ. Okay, let me just close this up. I am right now an actual child of God, begotten from above with the Father's DNA, His own very life in me. I am His masterpiece created in Christ Jesus unto the good works He chose in Him before the foundation of the world To produce through me. I'm accepted and loved beyond measure. I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. I'm kept by the power of God. And this life I now live. I live by accepting, receiving and believing. In the name of Jesus Christ. As a new creation in Him alone. That's who I am. That's my identity. Yeah, you can give the Lord a hand. Because that's who you are. Now, I just said about wisdom and stuff like that. You see, if you get your identity for how much money you have, your money controls you. If you get your identity from how much education you have, your education controls you. If you get your identity from whose child you are, then whose, your parents, your heritage controls you. What I'm trying to convince you is to get your identity from Jesus Christ, being in Him. So let me, how do you know? How do you know who you trust in? Let me just, let me give you an illustration. Recently, I've been watching TV some, and there's a, there's a commercial that comes on pretty regularly now that has Steve Harvey being the spokesman for the publishing clearinghouse sweepstakes. Have you seen it? And here's what he says. In October, I think it's October, if you enter this sweepstakes, you could win $1,000 a day for the rest of your life. Now, what if they rang your doorbell? My troubles would be over. I could pay all my bills. I, $1,000, I hadn't done the math, but that's got to be a lot. I wouldn't have anything to worry about. I wouldn't have anything. I, look at what I could do with $1,000 a day. 
Let me just say this. Look how much trouble I could get in. Here's what I'm going to tell you. We would get more excited about $1,000 a day. Do you realize what you have got in Jesus Christ is the resources, the provision, and the promises of the Creator of Himself living in you? And you're going to get excited about $1,000 a day? You have the one who literally begot you as his own child. He's brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. You have all power, all authority. You have his permission and you have his provision. You have everything God has promised you right now because of who you are. And we're going to trust in a thousand dollars. You see, what you trust in controls you. Why don't we trust in who we are in Christ and start discovering and stepping out and into? Now, let me tell you something. Do you think Solomon was the richest man on earth during his time? I guess he still would be if he counted up his gold and all he owned. But the whole point is this, is that Solomon belonged to God. Solomon didn't get his identity. If you really, Solomon didn't get his identity what he possessed. He got his identity because he would rather have God's wisdom to know how to handle the people of God than to have all the riches and all this. And God said, because you wanted this, here's, because you wanted me, I'll add all of this. Huh, that sounds like another verse. Seek you first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. Isn't it amazing? We seek to add all these other things so that We could be somebody, and God said, I've made you somebody. Seek me, and I'll add everything necessary for you to do what I've called you to do that I purposed a long time ago. That's who you are. That's who you are. I want you to leave this place this morning thinking this. I'm I'm literally a begotten child of God, birthed into His kingdom, United with His Son, Jesus Christ, filled with His Holy Spirit, there is nothing He can't do in and through me. Let's pray. Father, we bless You and thank You. We trust You. Lord, I could win a thousand sweepstakes and never compare to what I've received in You. I've been united with Your Son, Jesus Christ, And in Him, and in Him alone, I stand. You are worth far more than anything I could attain. Lord, I trust You. I receive You. I accept You. I believe into You. Now, be Yourself in and through me and us as a church. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand together with me? We need to worship Him. We really need to worship Him. We need to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you that the price has been paid, the way has been made. The Father had a plan and He's invited you into that plan. He's invited you. He's proposed to you. Would you come? Would you be my lawful wedded wife? Would you enter into what I've provided, what I have provided for you? Today, if you've never accepted and believed into Jesus Christ, 
today's the day. If you... If you've been confused about who you are, where you're going, why you're here, you know, then just take a step back and just look up and say, Thank you, God. You're my source. You're my life. You direct my path. I trust you. I entrust myself to you because I know you're trustworthy. You're good. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.